Hello and welcome to Gloss Over, a podcast for creators, artists, entrepreneurs, spirit seekers, beauty lovers, and bosses. We're taking a deep dive into topics that we just can't gloss over. Hey everyone, happy Tuesday. Welcome back to another episode of the Gloss Over Podcast. Welcome everybody. I'm Megan Whalen, cosmetologist, entrepreneur, and beauty professional. Uh, hey gang, it's Caroline Trudeau. I'm an experienced innovator, a culture maker, and the creator of thevoicescollection.com. Thevoicescollection.com. Check it out, please. Check it out. What's uh, up, girl? Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Good to see you. Let's good see to how see did you that. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good to see you. Hey, girl. Hi. Hi. Um, the tea? The tea is this. I need to. Ch- I need to talk to you about something. I'm ready. And I'm sort of piggybacking off of last week where we talk about communication and all these things. I'm having some trouble and I need your help, girl. Okay. I'm going to be tapping into your toolbox of resources here. Um, how to stay cool when you're dealing with difficult people. Mm. when you you've been challenged when you are you're noticing that you're losing your cool a little bit how do we maintain our composure and not lose our shit on people yeah this is in the professional environment i assume yeah and potentially because i think anything that any tool that you have communication wise and all these things i think kind of relate and can go into Mm-hmm. other means of keeping your shit together. I say that all this to say I'm blessed with amazing clients and I'm blessed with a lot of awesome stuff. But every now and again, yeah. I get someone who maybe doesn't have a good boundary. Like they don't understand good, healthy, normal boundaries, or they are wildly inappropriate or just plain fucking rude. Like yeah. because I'm a little bit scrappy, <laughs> Right. My tendency is to like clap back and like get shitty with people that are that way to me. And I want to grow out of that. Okay. I'm in a season of my life where I need to like be a grown up and grow out of that snark. Like I need to rise a level above what they're giving me. Like I meet them where they are, which is stupid because they will beat you at their own game. So, well, yeah, because they're so much better at it than you are. Yes, because I don't do that to people. So I'm not good at it, and I shouldn't even be practicing that. Like, No, you're better just than that. Shouldn't. Well, the, first of all, I want to just um, give you a shout-out because this is the recognition. What you just shared is the recognition that you're in a moment of growth. Yeah, like I can't, you, yeah. Like what you've been doing and how you've been practicing and how it shows up is no longer appropriate, doesn't serve you anymore. And it's time to develop different skills and to have conversations about other techniques that you can use to become better. So yeah. Cheers with our coffee mugs. Girl. Cheers. Coffee mugs. Yeah. I I just, uh, yeah, I feel like there are ways that I can navigate uncomfortable, inappropriate, rude, obnoxious, mean, nasty, uh, challenging, situations that involve other Mm -hmm. people without me being a bitch because we know that my communication style is a little sharp and I'm a little I'm I'm like very direct and like I don't fuck around so yeah it's really difficult for me to not be an asshole right back at someone who's being an asshole to me so the only thing that I've been able to do the only skill I've been able to develop on my own um is to just shut it down 
Like, yeah, I'll just say, you know what? I'm not engaging in that. Like, I'm not going here. Like, this is a conversation that's not going to be had or, you know, I don't, I'm not going to change your mind on this. Like you're in one place and I'm in another. You don't like confrontation. Correct. You don't like confrontation. So you're just like, let me just detach completely from the situation. I'm Mm -hmm. not even going to deal with it. And then the snowball can get bigger. Yes. It yes. just keeps, like you're packing a bag, right? I'm going to pack a bag and it's all kinds of dirty laundry in it. And every time I show up in this relationship, I'm going to have this bag with me. And Oh my God, never, yes. You never get clean laundry. Yes. Like you never get to start over. Yeah, so. And my, uh, my, and my luggage is ugly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, if you had some Louie, it'd be a different story, but we all know that you don't, so. We all know that I, I mean, I do, I just don't, my luggage is ugly. <laughs> right, no, you're fine. Right, 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 you do. <laughs> Go back uh, and okay. listen to a few episodes if you don't know what that means, okay? Right, maybe we can link it. Make Let's it do. Make it easy for the people. We, we shall. All right, let me, let me tell you something. I want to start with a quote. Um, oh. And I just, I just sort of, like, pulled this up while... This was going on because this is something that showed up in my life kind of recently, maybe in the last month and a half or two. It's Simon Sinek, right? Like leadership genius. Tribes, tribes by Simon Sinek. Please read it. Definitely. Um, We he says this is a tweet from uh, end of February. We cannot control a relationship. We can only contribute to a relationship. Mm. All relationships, business or personal, are an opportunity to serve another human being. Okay. So when I saw this, I was like, oh my gosh, how do I want to show up to serve another human being? Mm Mm-hmm. And so, so to me, it's sort of a... Um, it's very humbling, mani- isn't it? It's super humbling. This is what I love about this quote. It's about empathy. Mm-hmm. It's about thinking about the situation that the person that you're communicating with might be in. Yes. Right? So in a difficult situation, what is it that this person is bringing? What luggage are they bringing to the conversation? And how does it impact the way that you show up? Right. It's, it's very, it's exhausting sometimes, especially when you're investing um, energy into conversations or discussions or relationships that you don't choose because, you know, it's a business relationship and sometimes you don't mm-hmm. have a choice and sometimes people are a little bit more difficult to deal with. Sometimes people are just plain old assholes. Um, but if you put it in the context of serving humanity, serving that person and come at it with an empathetic point of view, then you can sort of reduce the tension that you bring, like the rage, you know, like, oh my God, I need to check the fuck out because this is team too much. The unfiltered rage, the unfiltered rage. Yeah. And I mean, I know that you know this tool, but like, like, it's going to happen. Like some people are going to put you on 10. It just, Mm -hmm. it happens. And then the best thing to do is to just take a moment, right? Like take a pause. Don't react in the moment. Don't respond. Take some deep breaths. Take a walk. Step aside. Wait until tomorrow. Like the, the, the immediate response is probably not going to be the right it's not going to read the the right message. Like the person is not going to receive that communication in a way that makes them feel good. Right. You're just making it worse. And you know this step away. But in the context of 
you know, just sort of dealing with day-to-day sort of things, thinking about how this communication occurs in the context of the other person just works. Yeah, and I often wonder, I often wonder, um, because I I try not to be ugly to people for no good damn reason. I try not to be ugly at all. So when someone comes at me, and I'm talking business or personal or professional or whatever, like in any situation where someone comes not correct, I feel immediately disrespected because I would never approach another person that way. But I am not everyone and everyone isn't me and how I was raised and my respect for other people is not the same. It's just not theirs, right? That's mine. So I often find myself being very critical of people doing things that I wouldn't do. And I have no room to judge that at all whatsoever, right? Because I don't control it. You live a different life than me. All I can do. Exactly. All I can do is receive this and then fucking deal with it the best way I know how. And then I also think that there's an opportunity. If you find yourself in a position where you're like, what the fuck is this person bringing? Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's an opportunity to be inquisitive, to lean in and ask, why are they like this? I, you know, asking them, why That's are they like That's a good point. That's disarming. Like, to, to be curious. Why? Okay. What is it about... Gina, that brings her to this conversation with this kind of attitude. Okay, so let me ask you this. Let me let me give you a scenario, for instance, because yeah. I would like to know how you skillfully navigate this because I know that you are skillful and that you navigate all the things. So let's just say you get a freelance client. You're doing some consulting work for this freelance person. They're super mm-hmm. abrupt. You you read them off the off the cuff as being someone who's very direct and doesn't have time to fuck around. But immediately in your communications with these people after your preliminary whatever, whatever, and you're jumping into a project, you've not really fleshed the details out, whatever. They're like on you. Like they're reading you to filth. They're questioning every motive. They don't, you don't feel like they have trust in you. It's like, how do you navigate that? What, what kind of like, you know, you, you hired me to do a job for you. Yeah. Where's the love, man? Why'd you pick me then? Like, if, if this is, like, what the fuck are you bringing? Why why choose me? Yeah. If this is how it's going to go. Is the, in this specific situation, is the scope of work that you've been hired to do really clear? Like, did everybody agree that, you know, you were going to do X and generate Y for maybe, maybe this not. amount? Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. Like, so let's just say... Maybe. I think I know where you're going with it. Like, if you have clearly communicated, then obviously you would just regurgitate that and say, let me make sure I'm clear about where we're headed together. To me, that seems normal. But if you haven't even gotten to that place yet, and they're already just coming out of the gate with a bunch of crazy, and you're like, what the fuck? Like, then what? Yeah. I think, you know, calibrating expectations and clarifying those is the first step. You know, and sometimes it's like, hard, especially when you're in a, in a in a position where you're hired help. Um, so, but how do you set people? How do you set people back on their ass a little bit in a nice way? Like, I'm gonna need you to take a fucking seat and trust right. me as a professional. Like, I don't know how to say that without being like, you need to chill and right. let me fucking drive. I I, yeah. I I like literally don't know how to communicate that in a professional way. Well, <laughs> clarifying expectation using sentences that are like, it sounds like mm-hmm. we, we, we is huge. Using we as in we're in this together. I mean, this mm-hmm. is a trick. This is, now I'm going to tell you my 
101 trick. Every time I get hired, and this is just because I've been a consultant for so long, I get in bed with the client. It's we mm-hmm. from the jump. So using this um, togetherness as a way to diffuse tension is really important because then your client will know that you're in it with them. So we, we is really important. Um, clarifying questions. Like it sounds like um, my understanding was um, have things changed? Um, do mm. I need, you know, like, you know, help me, you know, put it in a position where um, somebody can help you understand what they're feeling without saying, you know, talk to me about your feelings because it sounds like you're a little on 10 right now. Because they come from an emotional space. When it people rage like that, yep. And we are not. We, you know, we don't. Again, we don't want to meet them there because we know that doesn't work. Because we're not in that place. We're sort of nicely balanced over here, living our best life. And this person's clearly coming from an unbalanced emotional place. And we need to not meet them where they are, but maybe bring them up to us a little bit. Like, let's get out of our emotion for a second. Let's have a conversation. Let's be respectful. And I think seek to understand is always a good modality there. Inquiry always. But you can't come at people, you know, you know that they're coming from an emotional place, but when people are there, they don't want to hear that they're being emotional. Mm -hmm. So skillfully, you sort of have to, and it's almost manipulative in a way, but like you just have to be able to be super calm. And make it be a little bit more about your emotions. You know, like I'm sensing that we may not be 100% on the right, on the same page here. Use your, use your, uh, the way that you're feeling as a place to start the conversation. Mm-hmm. And then inquire. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then, but this, but that. Like, it, okay, so are there new um, stressors or are there new... Um, influencing factors that are making us go in a different direction. And how would you like me to handle this in terms of our scope of work? Like, I can absolutely mm-hmm. help you, and here's what I propose, and blah, blah, blah. Got it. That makes sense. Does it help? Yes. Another Good. thing, um, <clears throat> an insight that I have had recently is I'm not a terribly emotional person. We know that about me. Mm-hmm. Emotions are hard for me to navigate and often very uncomfortable because they're, they're not, I don't operate out of an emotional place at all. I operate out of very cerebral, very logical space. I'm an earth sign after all. So we're very rooted. We're very grounded. grounded. We're very, we're, we're not off in the clouds like air signs. We're not lit on fire like fire signs. We're not, you know, flowing like water, very emotional. We're very rooted and we're very practical as we know people. Of course. So when we encounter emotions, I think for people like me, it's, it's almost difficult to navigate them. And the way that I view it is they come in like weather patterns, emotions. You know, there's not always a plausible, logical explanation for why they're here. They're just here, and then they pass like literally a thunderstorm does if you, like, receive it and allow it to happen. Yeah, and then there's beautiful sunshine right after. Right, and we don't have to become the emotion that we're feeling. That's the other thing. It's, to- that it's I, two I totally wish, different things. Absolutely. I wish more people could understand that we are not the emotion that we're feeling right now. Like we're not inherently sad. We're just having a sad feeling or we're not inherently angry. We're just feeling anger right now. And I think using that as a tool, when you feel that wave of, I get really hot when people like physically, I 
like get hot when people are horrific to me and understanding that I need to separate myself from how that like acknowledge the feeling like you are making me angry and you are being disrespectful. That's not, I am not an angry person who feels disrespected. I am me feeling this way. And if I can navigate the difference, I can say, okay, I'm not going to allow that feeling to continue because I'm not going to allow you to affect my emotions like that. I'm not, I'm just not going to give that up to you. It's not yours to have. Exactly. You don't have that power. Right. And the, and the same thing for the individual that you're having communications with, right? They are not anger. They are not blast. No. They are just experiencing this emotion in the moment. Right. And but don't you, you think it's hard not to get defensive? Oh, my God. Girl, yes, absolutely. It's so hard. It is so hard. Absolutely. I, I, I 100% like I, I want to like punch people in the throat. <laughs> but, but like what kind of life does that generate you know what well, kind of energy does that some people operate in that space that's not ideal we certainly can't be punching clients when they get ignorant or punching the people in the grocery store line or whatever and I also think that too sometimes I, I, I kind of pick I'm picking up what you're putting down but I think you know in the context of having a, a rough conversation with somebody you're like you're being straight up being an asshole like how am I supposed to deal with that I think your advice of coming coming to that experience with a mindset of empathy and understanding for somebody. I mean, this person could be going through some horrific shit right now and we kind of have to give them a pass. I hate to say that because I'm the kind of person who's ultimately about your own personal responsibility and not allowing what's going on in your life to affect other people negatively. But sometimes we just have a bad day and we can't, we can't make that any different. That's just not going to change. Right. And not everybody is equipped with this emotional maturity that you just described. Yes. Not everybody is equipped with that. Yes, that's uh, in true. In fact, I think most people are not equipped with that. Most people's lives are about them. It's about yeah. me. It, my business is the most important. My day is the most important. My The reason I get cut off in traffic is because that person's journey to wherever the fuck they're going is more important than their journey. Like everybody thinks that is mm. at the center of their universe. So it, you know, the, the skill and the emotional intelligence that it, it takes to be of service, to be of understanding others, to be an empathetic human being mm-hmm. is not is not given to everybody. That's so interesting that you say that. Now, it's true. I don't you know, again, because I assume which is terrible and you never should do that. I assume that because I have those skills, everyone else does, too. And no. that's just flat out. Ignorant and naive to think. No, it's just false. It's just, you know, it's just... So, so, you know, your responsibility... And I don't think... I think this transcends um, business and personal. I think this is just how you show up in the world. Your responsibility Mm. is to elevate the relationships that you choose to engage in. Yeah. I want to have a more meaningful conversation with X, Y, and Z person... I want us to have deep shit of the universe conversation, like to to peel the layers of all the luggage that people bring and all the armor that people put on because they need to get their lives done. Like that's where the true connection comes from. And how endearing will you be if at the end of that, you skillfully navigate that and this person feels like you're an ally, let's just say it's in business. And you peel back the layers of the onion and they find that you're actually quite supportive in the midst of their fucking meltdown. 
you're yeah. gold to them. I mean, Absolutely. that's it. And then like, they're going to want to do more business with you. And then, I right. mean, listen, this is, this is in business. It's pretty basic. People hire you because they need a problem solved. The mm-hmm. minute you listen to them, <laughs> listen, mm-hmm. and reflect that you understand what their problem is, it's, I mean, that's, that's the turnkey moment. It's like, oh, okay, Caroline understands me. And then if you show them throughout the, the duration of your relationship that, you under, that we're still working on solving this problem together, and this is the mm-hmm. journey that we're on together, they become more trust, trusting of you. They trust mm-hmm. you more. And then, you know, if this is the jam that you bring, they start to expect that from you. And then they want more. Right. Because it's authenticity, you know? It's like, this is what we're doing, right? And that can change. Like, the objectives can change. And and then you get into some more, you know, complex techniques around, okay, well, how do we change our scope of work and blah, blah, blah. Those conversations become a little bit more difficult to have. But at least you have a foundation around, okay, well, this is what you want to do. This is what I'm here to help you. And I agree that this is the direction that we should go in. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes much more fun to deal with difficult people. I do remember, and this is a kind of like, I will say this, there was a moment where I had like divine intervention with a difficult person who was just straight up rude. And I, I'm never, well, this is the thing. I'm always shocked. And I'm also at the same time, never shocked at what people say. Um, you know, there's like unabashed opinion of me or whatever. And even my appearance and how I look is often the topic of like people's commentary out loud, which I find fucking reprehensible. And we should do an episode about that. Let's do an episode about that. All right. Well, let me just share with you this. Let me just share with you this, um, this experience that I had and I gracefully and skillfully responded to this person's rather rude comment to me about my physical appearance in front of an audience of people who later said, you handled that so flawlessly. I can't even tell you how amazing that was. And I didn't even realize that it was happening at the time. So I was working, um, this is back when I was managing a hair salon. And there was a client who was in there getting her hair done. And she, I think, was fond of me in the sense that I was very nice and I was very professional. And I, because that's my job, to be nice and kind and professional and complimentary and all of these things. Because I'm in a service industry. I am in the business of serving, right? Yeah. Uh, And she said to me, you know, you are so, you're such a pretty girl. You're so beautiful. And I just don't understand Mm. why you have ruined yourself with tattoos. They make you so ugly. And it's the only thing people see when they look at you. And it wasn't a question. It, it was, was a, a statement. Yeah. She just had to declare that she thought that I was pretty and that now I'm ugly. And stunned, gobsmacked, shocked, horrified, wanted to choke the bitch out of her chair because who the fuck says that? Oh my God, girl. I, I just can't. So my response was, Go ahead. Well, to be honest with you, I think how people receive me says a whole lot more about who they are than who I am. Ooh, yes. No, I think I said how, how people judge me. People judging me based on my personal appearance says a whole lot more about who they are than about who I am. Something to that effect. And she couldn't say anything to me. Like no. it was awkward. It was uncomfortable, and I said, you know, something like, well, can I get you a refill on your coffee, or can I get you another beverage? And I just, like, fucking walked away. And everyone was, like, 
first of all, shocked that she said this, but also shocked that I was like, we're not, we're shutting this. Like, no. Yeah, we're not, we're not going there. We're not, not making this. excuses. I'm not giving you reasons. I don't have to justify shit to you. I don't have to tell you anything. I just need to tell you that, like, your judgy ass tells me exactly who you are. And then you can make so a that, decision, right? Are you going to engage or not, you know? Right. Eh. So there, so there was that. Yeah. But, like, talking about someone's personal appearance is, like, fucking not okay. Yeah, I think we should if talk about gonna that If you're not going to say anything an nice, like, don't fucking say anything to anyone. Just don't say anything. Just don't I say got, anything. I got, like... 24 minutes worth of thoughts on that. And you got only. mad feelings about it? Okay, cool. I got mad let's feel, do it. So let's put a pin in it. I hope, okay. though, that in the context of saying cool with difficult people, this was helpful. Yes, it was. We're going good, to good. let the emotion come like a weather pattern and not become it. And we're going to seek to understand. We're going to try and empathize. That's and right. And we're going to try to peel back the onion. And if there comes a point where we just can't do those things and this person's clearly not in a balanced place, I have also said to clients and, and other people, you know, maybe we're just not meant to be together. And I think you might be happier with somebody else. Like you can also, by the way, detach with love. Boom. Be like, I'm fucking, I'm fucking out of here. I love you, but I can't. So give it a try. And if it doesn't work, get the fuck out of there. Let us know. (laughs) Tell them where they can find us. Meanwhile, please go to Twitter and follow us at gloss over pod. We're on the gram gram at gloss over babe. And this is Caro. And until next time, K love you. Bye. The end. Thank you for listening. Have a topic you'd like us to gloss over. Hit us up on Twitter at GlossOverPod and find us on the web at thevoicescollection.com slash GlossOverPod. Thank you for listening. Have a topic.